So welcome back to the Iced Coffee Hour uh, with your with your host Graham Stephan and Jack. Jack, welcome. This is our ninth ever episode. Good. And for those who are curious, we have made. Oh, go ahead well, and take a guess. You know what? Today I actually just looked. I know how much oh, we made, okay. but uh, uh, oh wait, total. Yeah, total. Oh, you know what? Today's ad revenue didn't post yet, so I think we're at twelve. $1,200, I believe it is, right? That's exactly right. We're yeah. at $1,200. Yeah, there we go. The podcast is doing swimmingly. What, so. are, what are you going to do with all that money? What color Lamborghini do you want? I'd probably get an Advent, Aventador. Aventador? Okay. Yeah. What color? Um, Hot pink. Hot pink. I'm probably going to get the SVJ Roadster. Okay. With just the, the... Oh, you said you liked that one. It's just the carbon fiber body. Uh-huh. The whole thing. So I'm going to use the uh, the podcast money to go ahead and buy that. <laughs> Honestly, Wise investments in, in a lease. I, I bet the thing is probably going to cost about eight thousand dollars a month to lease. So we could get with a thousand dollars, twelve hundred bucks, we can get like a few days of a lease. That's not too bad. That, that would make a killer podcast episode. <laughs> that would. So let us know, guys. No, we're not going to do that. Or geez, but. actually, if you wanted to rent it by the hour, I bet it's like a thousand dollars an hour. Are you kidding me? Car. Yeah. Oh yeah, because oh we forgot the down payment of the roadster. How much does it cost? The MSRP of the car? Uh, about five hundred thousand, maybe five fifty. And it's a thousand dollars an hour. If you if you're gonna rent it, if you got like enterprise rent a car, you can't go to Hertz anymore. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but yeah, if you're gonna rent one of those cars, they're expensive. That's crazy. This this company makes so much money. They make so much money doing that. Yeah, it is. Catching up on everything. How have you been recently? Good. Anything exciting happen in the life of Graham? Yeah, the algorithm is finally back in our favor. Yes. I feel so much better now. Last week, I was in such a rut. It seemed like all the videos I had posted just, I don't know, the algorithm just didn't didn't like me last week. Mm -hmm. And a a bit the week before that, it's like no matter what I posted, two weeks now, no matter what I posted, it was just like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. I was feeling so discouraged. And now the videos have picked back up, thankfully. The algorithm is coming back in our favor, so I'm, I'm feeling so much better about things. YouTube has an algorithm, like you said. It ranks the last 10 videos, so now we're going to be able to see when we get 10 videos, how our videos perform relative to the last 10. Mm-hmm. And when you get a 10 out of 10, it means of your last 10 videos that you posted, you, that one did the worst. And yeah. it's, and and you know if you have a 10 out of 10. It makes you feel bad on purpose. Oh, you know when you have a 10 out of 10, it's you feel like you failed. Like you really question everything you did. I was like, my career is over. Like well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back to work. Yeah, guys. yeah. I'm gonna have to do something else. On DMing celebrities, did yeah. any of them respond, Graham? Everyone's One. dying to know. One. One person responded back. Now is the time that you got to put an ad break because it'd be like the person who responded is right. Everyone, um, comment right now. We'll give you three seconds. Comment who you think responded. Okay, great. <laughs> so, uh, Adam22. Okay. Yeah. And what did he respond? Uh, he just responded back with a little, like, emoji. So that basically means he's acknowledging that you're in his inbox. Yeah, basically. I, like, I do that every now and then if someone gets back to me. And I know I, sh- I should respond to the person. Uh, but there's really not much, like, I don't want to respond like a paragraph. And an acknowledgement usually is good enough. Yeah. Because then I've seen it. I want to I wanna say, I've seen your message. I, I read it, respect it. I respond back. But it ends there. Adam 22. Yeah. So nice. thank you. If you in the one in a million chance he's ever watching this. Yeah. Right cool. on. Yeah. For those of you guys who are curious, the ring goes to Prashant underscore K underscore jaw. Oh, don't, do you get the little thing there? You could. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Prashant. <laughs> thank you for entering. There was 82 people that wanted it. Wow. 82 people. 82 people. So I just did a Google Sheets, listed wow. them all out, random number generator. Prashant won. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. 
It's a good way to do it. Congratulations. We have pressing news. Okay. Okay. What's going on with the Bitcoin scam? Ooh, Twitter. Yeah. Wow, that was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Some of the biggest names. So yeah, so what this is, is uh, when they when they hacked into all these Twitter accounts, there was like this, this stupid Bitcoin giveaway, and it just says, I'm feeling generous today. I want to give back. Everyone say give back. So if you send me one Bitcoin, I'm going to send you two Bitcoin back. Like, come on. Yeah. And they really? made like really famous and yeah. notable people tweet that. Right. So yeah, so it was like Elon Musk, yeah. Kanye. Kanye. Um Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Bill Gates. I forgot Bill Bates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Obama. Obama. Joe Biden. Like some of the biggest names. And and I'm shocked that they they can hack anybody. Yeah. Anything. And they choose to do a Bitcoin scam. So I only thought it happened to one person and I figured that someone just found out their password. But this was like a leak or like a crack in the the security of Twitter because it happened to like seven people. I think there's so much more they could have done with the access to their accounts that maybe could have gone unnoticed for a lot longer and could have done either more damage or for more money. Now, here's the thing. I mean, some people might say like this could be like a political thing that could happen. People just wanted money. Yeah. So they're all just about money. I think I read a source that said they got about $155,000 in Bitcoin in, I don't know, 10 minutes, which is, which is significant. $155,000 in 10 minutes is a lot, but you have to think it's like the amount of work and skill and sophistication it would take. Yeah. Uh, do you want some help? I just cut my fingernails. <laughs> I literally can't yeah, open sure. it. Up. That's why I go to the gym. <laughs> Thanks, Graham. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, but the level of sophistication it would take to hack just for that those payoff, though, that doesn't seem like it's worth it. It doesn't seem like it's worth it. And so, like, I was thinking, okay, maybe it could be like a test of something for something bigger. Like they know now, or you wouldn't waste it on a Bitcoin scam for 155 grand. There's no way. Like something better would be like. What's Twitter gonna do about it? I don't know. They're probably they're going to investigate. They're going to apologize. They're going to do better next time. That's what they're probably going to do. Just really, what anybody could do. Try to. They're going to try to find it. But if, I mean, if it were me and I was like hacking into these places, like, first of all, I'd want a job. So I'd go in and be like, you know, I want, I want $750,000 a year. I want to be a part of your cybersecurity team. Like, let, let's work together. You know, I found, I found an efficiency. I'm really good at this. Why are these people going for Bitcoin? That's it fine. seems like if you have that skill, yeah. then it should be like worth much more than $150,000 because I mean, that never yeah. happens. And right? it's potentially like, jail time. I mean, they're not going to find it. Let's be real. You're yeah. not going to find out who did it unless someone rats you. Like, there's no way they're not going to know. But I mean, it would be a lot easier too to tweet something about like, um, well, I guess it was after I would wait. You would, you would wait like during morning hours of, of trading. And you pump stocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, you just mentioned some little penny stock. That thing's gonna soar like three, four hundred percent. If Elon Musk says something like, "I'm gonna, I'm investing everything in Neo." Yeah. Imagine that. Like, you know, I'm, we're buying out Neo at, at fifty dollars a share. Seconds. That thing is gonna rise. Skyrocket. And and if you have any amount of money, I mean, you, you can could do puts. Quadruple your yeah. money very Margin. quickly. And how would they like? Especially if you knew you're gonna do this ahead of time, you buy in like a month or two before. Keep your position in there. As you see it go up, start doing like, you know, just just selling off bit by bit by bit by bit. You make a lot more money than just Bitcoin scams. Mm-hmm. But then it's traceable. Then they find out, like, then they look, maybe the 
SEC looks at everyone who made like profit a lot of money. But but that there would be so a many lot of people were trading Neo. But there's so, so many people. That's yeah. the thing. They wouldn't so, find out if no. you did. A, if you, I mean, I'm sure if you if you know that much, and you, it'd probably be a very calculated yeah. operation if you were going to do I'm that. Just, I'm just shocked. Why big? Why Bitcoin? Yeah, why I know. do that? It seems like just a very low level thing to yeah, do. Yeah, and 150 thousand dollars just baffles me. I, I expected it would have been much yeah. more. It would be the equivalent of someone breaking into like like an an, an art dealership. Uh, do art dealership? Is it what do you call it? Like an art, art museum. museum. And there's a Mona Lisa that you could steal and like a whole bunch of other stuff, but you steal something from the gift shop. Yeah. And like y- you broke in yeah. to the museum. And you had access to everything. everything. No one was there. No security. Yeah. Nothing. Speaking about all these celebrities and Elon Musk, he is selling property on Mars, right? Is he? I think so. Oh. I don't think he's selling property on Mars. I heard he, he was selling property on Mars and I heard it was $29 an acre. Gotta be a skip. There's no way someone has the rights to sell property on Mars. Are you sure? Yeah. There was a guy a while ago who claimed that he had ownership of the moon. You guys can look this up. It's a real thing. And he actually fought it because he claimed like there there's something about the moon being like neutral territory, but he did something that like circumvented the law, or he found some loophole where he was able to file something to have the ownership of the moon and no one responded to it or contested it within a certain time frame and yeah. then he like legally got ownership of the moon. But that doesn't make any sense because what was he based in like America? Yeah. Because then, like that. then he would have to assume that America has the right to give away I forget what it was exactly. I can look it up. Rather than I can, any other I, country. I can look it up. It was it was a real thing. Yeah. It's it, this guy. It says meet the man who owns the moon. A loophole in a United Nations charter has allowed Dennis Hope to sell plots on the moon for more than 30 years. Um, in the early 1980s, Hope, then unemployed for about a year, thought he'd be a good property owner and could make a living managing real estate. He looked out the window and saw more unclaimed property than he could possibly fathom, the moon. And uh, he took a political science course in college. The 1967 United Nations Outer Space Treaty said no country could own the moon, but it says nothing about individuals. Hope wrote a letter to the United Nations saying the moon was his, and he asked the group to come up with a legal reason why an individual cannot claim ownership of the moon. (laughs) He never heard back. I sent the United Nations a declaration of ownership detailing my intent to subdivise and sell the moon and have never heard back. There is a loophole in the treaty. It does not apply to individuals. Since then, he's sold more than 611 million acres of land on the moon. Individual one-acre lots sell for $19.95. And there are discounts for larger plots. He once sold a country-sized plot of land, 2.6 million acres, for $250,000. He sold plots on the moon to three former presidents, George Bush, Jimmy Jimmy Carter, and Ronald Reagan. Oh my. He's president of the Galactic Government, a Democrat Republican, uh, Democratic Republic that represents landowners on the moon. On some of his other properties, he claimed ownership of Mercury, Mars, Venus, Jupiter. He claimed uh, property and Pluto. on Pluto. Yeah, well, he's at it. Customers can buy an enti- the entirety of Pluto for $250,000. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. I love how he just sends in. Like, he just say, yep, the moon's mine now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he said his intention was to own claim ownership of the moon. Oh, and he also contends there's more than six quadrillion dollars worth of helium reserves on the moon. And that he he and his property owners, which there are thousands, own all of it. Helium-3 is used in nuclear fusion and trades for about $125,000 an ounce. Might be interesting to buy a plot of land. Would you buy any moon? 
honestly, I'd spend like a few hundred bucks and I just, it just gets like, cause you never know, like in case this, uh, in case this guy turns out to be legit one day, I want a piece of that. Oh, how I bought the moon for $78. That would be a, such a, <laughs> a month or what? I don't know. <laughs> That'd be a good video. That would be funny. On Mars, do you think aliens ex- exist? I'd love to think that, that some sort of extraterrestrial life exists. Um, I have a feeling maybe, maybe not on Mars. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some different form of life or some, I don't know, carbon based cell or something like that on another planet that's alive. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if, um, aliens exist. Feels weird to call them an alien, but so I wouldn't believe in aliens. I do. I, I believe there's some other form of life out there. I think there has to be. Yeah. I agree. If the universe is like ever expanding, I think that there's there's no way there's not like at least something. Yeah. You know what I mean? How are we the only ones? I, I think it, it just doesn't make sense um, unless this is all just like a virtual yeah, reality. simulation. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of is that none, nothing exists mm-hmm. and everything is a figment of our imagination. And then that leads us to believe, do each of us then have our own realities? Oh, like, wow. Do you really exist? Is your reality completely different than mine? So am I potentially all alone and everyone else is just a figment of my imagination as is everybody else? Yeah. It's crazy to think. So, I don't know. Stuff I think about every now and then. We also have to address the sad demise of Dogecoin. (laughs) For the record, I sold out of it within 24 hours of uh, of buying into it. I think I, I, I lost... 50 bucks, 40, 50. Thankfully, I, I it was it? down. Yeah, it was down. And then I figured, oh, man. I was. I would think at the peak I was down about $80. Were you ever up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not one moment. As soon as I bought it, it, it just... The second I bought it, it was worth less. <laughs> That's so, so standard. So That's I broke classic. even for the video, basically. The entire video basically helped my loss in Dogecoin. Oh, my yeah, God. Stupid. <laughs> So Never in the green. It was not once in the green. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, uh, I sold out for a loss of like 60 bucks. All right. So it didn't go my way either. Um, it doesn't only go up, guys. So <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going on. It's a stupid thing. I mean, yeah. it's just no point to it. Yeah. For those of you guys who are curious and worried about me and my investments, just know this is all play money that I'm doing with like, you know, the puts and the options and dogecoin that's not like my retirement my kids funds nope no it's all just play money it's gambling money gambling that's all you're doing yeah Yeah. exactly with dogecoin not with options i don't have any options but yeah you told me today also of dave and buster what happened there oh man i don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about it not really i invested in dave and busters and of course the california shut down again and I've been holding on to the stock and it's been going down consistently every month. And uh and I, I was I really believed in it. And then California announced that they're gonna be shutting down. Right now it's indefinitely. It's probably gonna be about two weeks. And I figured at that point it's just like, how much further can Dave and Busters really, really go from here? If California's gonna be shut down again, if other places are gonna begin shutting down again, this is not a stock to hold on to, and I'm gonna put it in something safer. So of course I sold out of it, and then the next day it goes up twenty percent. 20% it goes up the day after I sold it. It's like, so and it's, also the day that you sold it, 
It, it started climbing. After it started going right after I sold it. So it just didn't like me owning the stock. No. Tell you what it is. And it's I, a sign. And I rarely sell anything. Like the, the Dogecoin, I mean, obviously I'm going to sell it. But, uh, but yeah, like Dave and Buster is something like I'm holding on to everything else. That's the only one that I've sold. And, and then of course, it it's just as soon as I sell it. Yeah. It seems like the best investment strategy is just do the opposite of what, what I do. <laughs> yeah. If Graham buys a stock, I short the stock. Pretty much. Uh, Warren Buffett actually came today, uh, or there's an announcement today that Warren Buffett said he would have been so much further ahead today if he just never sold a stock. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And then people say, well, what about Cisco? Well, if you sold Cisco, what about Hertz stock? If yeah. you just never sold Hertz stock. So, like, there's, there's a fine line there, but mm-hmm. I mean, overall, if you just don't sell, yeah, you don't You'd be sell. better off. I've no. in my actual trading portfolio, I've never sold anything. Good. So, yeah, in my play stuff, like I do, but that's yeah. a very small percentage of. That's my, the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So there's what we do, guys. Cool. Regarding the sell contract, the sell put contract that I talked about last podcast, it went through, and uh, or actually bought back with 90 minutes left, and I made. $46 off wow, of it. Wow, congratulations. So not too shabby. I think I made like a 2% return in one week. Nice. So things are still going well. I'm two for two on my options trading. 20 for 20. That's what we want. What do you have 20 to do? 20, 20 for 20 is what, 20 it's, 20. It's what it takes. Well, I did another one this week and it looks like it's going to go in my favor again. Good. So we three for three. Well, everything right now is going up. That's so true. right now. Yeah. It's when things start going down. Yeah. So I think people are hopeful right now for any sort of uh, cure. Mm-hmm. And so they're just rallying in stocks. All I'm saying is if I'm going three for three, I mean, is that that's better, I'm guessing, than you expected. That's better than two out of two. Is that what you expected I would do three out of three? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I did not give that much thought. <laughs> so if we can get a 20 out of 20, then, then, I'll, then I'll listen to you. Okay. All right. All right. So now we're going to go on a segment where Graham is going to review my budget. So I prepared my income and expenses, and I can throw up a screenshot of the spreadsheet. Okay. And Graham is going to look at all my stuff. Cool. Let's so see. I just want to let you guys all know I was very hesitant to do this because I don't personally, I don't like revealing this information or it makes me feel a little uncomfortable, but I know you guys wanted it. Okay. So. All right. So here we go. So we got video editing. 4,000. I want to read this in Millennium Mind. $4,127.29. We got the mentorship group. Link down below in the description, by the way. You know what we should do? Discount. Only here, $30 off. Love it. For the first 10 people only. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. 30 bucks off. You'll for the get first to talk to only. Graham and I. Oh, yeah. You could join the live streams. Yeah. So, yeah. $30 off. First 10 people down below in the description if you want to join it. What it is, is it's a, uh, it's a private, uh, Ramsey! I'm telling him about the mentorship group. <laughs> That's what he does every single time he wants attention. <laughs> yeah, he does that. Uh, Ramsey, I'm telling you about the mentorship group. How they can do live streams with me every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then a Zoom call on Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then you do it uh, Tuesday. I do it on Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So the mentorship with $1,106 a month hourly. Okay. $600. Podcast $144.55. Okay. Decent income. That's good. That's good, but then we got your expenses. Uh, Basil and Mint with Matthew, what's that? Okay, so that was that the the pho that I got, the Vietnamese pho with my friend where he All got right. the spring rolls. Uh, what's Lucky? Groceries. 
Why I, is it lucky? I don't know. That was what Mint classified it as. I okay. just got all this from Mint. Lucky PayPal. Don't know what that was. Fifteen dollars. Uh, oh, you paid. You paid uh, us that one time we went out for the drink. Remember? Was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was it, or maybe that was Venmo. Oh, that was Venmo. Um, okay. Then we got Little Caesars, five thirty-nine. Okay, that's fine. Two Trees Cafe, eighteen dollars at a cafe. What was that? Uh, I got this thing called a Monte Cristo. It was just a sandwich. Uh, my friends wanted to go. I thought okay. I split myself. Okay, so Ralph's one hundred forty dollars. That was groceries of the month. Audible, fifteen dollars a month. Fees and charge. What's fee- why are you paying fees and charges? I have no idea what that was. I just saw oh, it. Oh, you know what? Oh, oh, look at what that is on Mint because that's probably like an overdraft of some sort. Really? Yeah. Look at that. I don't think it was an overdraft. There, there's some sort of fee I, or you didn't pay a credit card off in full on time or you got charged interest on something. It wasn't called fees and charges. It was called something else and I was scared that it was locational and I didn't want people to know where exactly. All right, okay. But it's it, it was classified as a fee in the category. All right. Jack in the Box, seven fifty seven. That's expensive for Jack in the Box. Yeah, Groceries, 26 Habit Thompson, $4, Venmo, $1. Arc of Gas, $4. Okay, Groceries. So you went to Groceries twice. So you're eating $220 a month on groceries. Yeah. Ah, okay, that's fine, Vons. So gross, $59,7809. Total expenses, $419. Oh, that's a lot. Net income, $55. My expenses are a lot? Yeah, that's a lot of money. So, okay, so what I would do, Ramsey, so what I would do is probably you got to cut out the Little Caesars, cut out the true, uh, Two Trees Cafe, uh, get rid of those fees and charges, no jack-in-the-box. You want to get that down to, like, 380 a month and i'd be happy i spent 380 on the amp for july so i'm already yeah that's why he chose june instead of july yeah ramsey stop it oh he wants to show you okay there you go um i mean it's it's you got to get the spending down a little bit a little bit got to get the spending down a little bit i mean it's it's good i i i have on i mean obviously i have no complaints on this i mean overall it's not terrible like, I don't have very expensive taste. No. For the most part. It's good. This reminds me of my expenses back in the day, where I would have, like, really nothing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm fortunate I don't have very expensive taste. Yeah. You know? I just don't need very much to operate. Graham, I maxed out my Roth IRA for 2019. The clappy thing. The yellow one. Here you do it. There you go. Maxed out. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Nice. What do you invest in? I invested in VT Sachs. Cool. Done. Easy. So in my own personal investments, I do Vigax, but in my Roth IRA, I did VT Sachs. Smart. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. That That's the way to go. Thank you so much. VT Sachs it. I was perusing the internet and I found this article called Eight Powerful Personal Finance Questions That You Should Ask Yourself. So I thought it would be cool if we asked ourselves these powerful personal finance questions. Oh, let's, let's hear it. Number one, what would you not do if you could go back in time? What would I not do? I would, would not, not do? I would not not get a credit card. No, that's not. That's, <laughs> I you, didn't get a credit card, so I would not not get a credit card. Okay. All right. Accounts. That's a terrible answer. <laughs> what would you not do? Invest in Dogecoin. Sell Dave and Buster. Um, what would I not do? Everything is I would not not do this. Um I would I would have I would not have waited to set up a Roth IRA when I was like 22. I think I think I figured out You started out when you were 22. 21 or 22 somewhere in there. Did you just learn about it then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't max out my Roth IRA 2017 or 2018. 
Yeah, I learned about it when I was 21, 22, somewhere around there. Okay. So. All right. That's fair. Yeah, so that's what I would not do. I would not wait. <laughs> okay. Would not wait to do that. When do you picture your financial independence day to be? Which is like when you decide that you're good to to just be free. Oh, that was a few years ago. So, already. Really? Yeah. Well, when did you decide it was? I don't think there's ever a decision. It's just, it's just, it just happened. It just happened. And, uh, rental properties, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, rental properties, but it also, like, I'm not talking about living, you know, that it's, it's called, uh, uh, what is it called? Like, it's not like lean fire. Well, in a way, it's lean fire. So it's enough to pay all my expenses and kind of everything I'd want to do within reason. But anything over that, then I'd have to save up and invest more money. But then, you know, invest and save more money and then got the house now and then, had to invest and save more money and got that covered. So, I mean, I'm not talking about like Lambos or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the part of me thinks like to be truly like fire, it would have to include all the luxuries you could ever think of. So, yeah. So, Do you, yeah. What's your plan with retirement? Are you ever going to retire? No, I doubt it. I, I would be shocked. Really? Shocked if I ever stopped. Yeah. As <laughs> you know, oh, there he is. I always want to do something. I, I yeah. like I like working. What's yours? My financial independent yeah. day? No, no, no. What the the thing you would not do? Oh, probably. I mean, the worst financial decision I've ever made was probably investing in Wells Fargo and General Electric. Oh, Wells Fargo is a terrible company. I threw some money in them. Yeah, because I figured like, how much worse can they be? They got worse. I yeah. mean, I lost money in Wells Fargo stock so far. It's just a terrible company. Yeah, I lost yeah. the most money in Wells Fargo and General Electric. Yeah. They were both just bad investments. I agree. But that was the worst financial decision I've ever made. All right. The third question we already answered, which is what would you do if you had $10 million in the bank? Which your answer would be the exact same thing. If I had $10 million cash right now sitting in the bank, what I would do is probably take half of it index funds, half of it real estate. That's what I'd do. Would you ever invest in bonds? Oh, you know what? I actually st- I started doing that. So I took two hundred thousand and I bought California tax-free municipal bonds. Nice. Yeah, and there was just like a bond fund. The advantage of that is that that income is not taxed uh, at the state level, so it saves me on on state income tax on that. What's the return? Um, I think after all expenses and fees, it's about one point two percent, but that's tax-free. Mm-hmm. So that's really more like 2.4% before taxes, which is big for me. So I figured I may as well throw some cash in that that is always going to be there tax-free. And if I need the money, it's, it's sitting there. So I started doing that. So you but can pull out whenever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an index fund. So you sell it and it's available the next oh, day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What would you do if you got $10 million? We got to ask you. Oh, if too. I had $10 million in the bank? <laughs> I Realistically, I probably wouldn't be editing videos. I'd still... Re- I'm sorry. Girl. All right. But the, the, the labor of editing videos, I think, could just be assigned. Like, I could get someone else to do it. I would still, I would love to still work with you because I, I couldn't picture myself doing right, anything good. else career wise. So, of course, I'd still be working with you. So, that's a you. good reason to drop out of college. Can't do anything else. So. <laughs> good one. Right. But um, I don't know. I'd probably buy a house. All right, cool. I would hate to ever rent. So, I'd probably buy a house and just chill. Cool. Get some cool music equipment. All right. That's fair. Yeah. You got a jam. Yeah, we do. Guitar, we do. We do got drums. Yeah. This is a great question. I love this question. What would you do if you were not afraid of failure? Not afraid of failure. So you could still fail. It's just you're not afraid of failing. Yeah. But the whole idea of 
the fact that you could still fail doesn't apply in this situation because you just wouldn't be afraid of it. Um, gosh, I would say with all the stimulus stuff, it's um, with all the stimulus stuff going around. I, I for the first time ever in my entire life, I started enjoying politics a little bit, at least following it. So I don't know, maybe like I see people in the Senate, and it seems it seems interesting to me to like run for a senator or something like this. They're like. I don't think I'll ever do it, but it, it at least now seems a bit interesting, whereas before that would never have crossed my mind. Either that or thinking about like maybe starting a business, but you know, I I, I could do that now. I'm not afraid of that. Um may, maybe something in politics. I never thought I'd ever say something in politics ever. Yeah. But at least now i I'm interested in it. So that's the only thing where it's like, ooh, it's it, it seems interesting. I don't know. It's cool, you get to make yeah. a change. Yeah. You could run for city council. Why? Let's go. Let's go up higher than that. Let's go. Well, for you senator. have to start somewhere, Graham. Let's go for senator. You know what I think would be interesting? I I don't think I'm ever going to do it. But running for president, I I think would be like I I don't know. Again, I would never do it. Maybe I would. But Wait, I think it would be. But <laughs> I would think, never do it. But maybe I, I would. would. But I, it's just I I start watching these documentaries on like the White House and stuff like that. It's really interesting stuff. Yeah. Like really cool stuff. Uh, the downside is that you, uh, you have to have a college degree, like at least a bachelor's. Oh. I don't got, I don't have that. So I would need to get a bachelor's degree. Um. Is there no like bachelor's equivalent that you can have? Maybe. Um. You should maybe, do it, but man. Look at you. You're charismatic. You already have like, you've built up a. I could probably following. get, I could probably, I could get a million. You could probably win. Yeah. You could probably I'd win. Probably, I'll probably win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, but then it's like. You're you're in such a public eye like that. I, I don't think you could ever return to a normal life. I just like having the ability that if you ever want to, you know, disappear for a little bit and just lay low, you could do that. You can't really do that ever as a president. That's true. But I have a feeling at some point there's there's going to be a social media influencer as a president. I think so because you got to think it's like these people are reaching you know 100 200 million uh, people mm-hmm. every single month. That's all. That's that's. Basically, it's got to be in a while, though, because a lot of their yeah. audiences are just younger because we grew up with right. social media. But you have to think, too, if someone's like 15 years old to 20 years old now watching someone on YouTube and that person 10 years from now, they're still they're still making YouTube videos and they run for president and they 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 trust this person and they've been watching them come up for 10 years. That person got their vote mm-hmm. as long as they have a good message and they're honest like that. They'd have my like if Elon Musk were to run for president, instant vote right there would for you, a lot of people. Would you vote for Elon? Yeah, I would vote for. Elon. Of course, uh, I would. I would love him to run for president. Yeah. Like, I think the amount of stuff he would get done on a whim. He would wake up one morning and have a crazy thought, and then be like, "Okay, let, let's just make this a new law." Then, yeah, <laughs> I think he would be the most productive. I think he's too productive for that. Like, I, I do think the downside of that is that there's You're so much by bureaucracy. You are, and 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 there's a lot of stuff that you just you don't have the wiggle room like Elon. Like Elon Musk has so much money, he could just choose to do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But when you're involved in that, you know, it might be uh, stifling. But yeah, anyway, I would totally vote for Elon. Yeah. That would be crazy. I wonder if that's ever like been on his so. radar. I hope so. But uh, but yeah, I do think I do think president would be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm a dual citizen, so believe it or not, oh, I'm also yeah, Canadian. Yeah, right, right. So I would be. I don't know. Has there been like a like a half Canadian Maybe. president? Probably yeah, not. No, actually. I think I'd be. I could be the first half Canadian president who has dual citizenship. That's good. That's yeah. a good angle. Yeah, to hit it with. Be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Graham for president. Yeah. Pass all sort of laws. Would be like, okay, we have smashed the like button day. We have iced coffee. Oh, hour. Force everyone to watch your videos. <laughs> 
That would be hilarious. That would be. The inauguration is just like, what's up, you guys? It's Graham here. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Get your two free stocks down below in the, in the description on so Weeble. Funny. Oh my god, this speech is sponsored by uh, Weeble, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Think of all the sponsors I could get. You'd get some good sponsors, yeah. dude. Oh my god, I'd be giving the speech. I'll be like, but really quick. You could like uh, implement laws to force YouTube to push your like algorithm, <laughs> the to algorithm. Be in your favor. That would be so much fun to be like, all right, guys, but really quick. This is sponsored by Trade Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this is. There's anything I love more than trade. It gets delivered to your doorstep, fresh from the roaster. Oh man, no need to stand in line, guys. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. That's I'd genius. Agree. But no, seriously, I think I think there there will be a social media influencer president at some point or another. There has to be. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if we got, uh, you know, a movie, we got a movie actor, a Ronald Reagan. We got mm-hmm. uh, uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, did, did did some TV. I think it's just, it's going in that direction. I think. Yeah, like already having an, like an existing fan base. Right. Exactly. I think it's going to take probably thirty years to really start to see that accumulate. I agree. But I agree. Uh, but yeah, I'd say just give it time. It would be fun to run though. Why don't you, you do you it, don't, dude? It's like, I, I got to get a bachelor's degree. You also have to be like 15 years older. No, uh, or, 35. Yeah, I thought it was 45. 35, minimum age to run for president. Let me let me see. I remember this because I took I actually paid attention to this in a history class. Um, and I remember thinking like 35. Like, oh, that's when I'm going to run for president? 35 years old. And have been a resident of the United States for 14 years. Hmm. Let's see. Wait, 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 let's see. Okay, current president, requirements to hold office. Natural born citizen, United States, correct. Be at least 35 years old. Resident of the United States for 14 years. Most presidents of the United States received a college education. Mm-hmm. However, the U.S. Constitution does not set forth any education requirements for presidents. Wait, what? Are you serious? Yeah, that's according to ThoughtCo. I feel like if you really wanted to run for president, you'd probably go to college for four years just like. It wouldn't be that big of a setback. I was going to run for president, but then I needed a college. I was going to make a huge change, but then I realized I, I needed a college degree. <laughs> well, Harry Truman never had a college degree. Well, that's the thing, too. It's not a good look to be like, you know, I was going to run for president, but I had to get a college degree. So I said, no, it's too hard. <laughs> yeah. But it goes to show you, I think a college degree is not a requirement. I, th- I think it's a, if anything, it shows that you're resourceful and you're not going to waste your time yeah, uh, fitting conventional norms just because it's a requirement. you got to mm-hmm. question that. you got to question the system and be like, why am I doing this? What's the purpose of this? And is this going to, how is that going to benefit people? And if, 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 it, if it's not a benefit to people and just seems like a waste of time, then you're not going to do it. And, and that could be applied to so many other things with a lot of things. It's Walk so through. hard for me to like... To not picture you like giving a speech when you're doing that, you're like you just don't fit the yeah. conventional norms. Yeah, you and don't get, you, you fight don't the fit system. The conventional norms, you fight the system. <laughs> We're all gonna smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. And oil prices have gone too high. I would be so good for the stock market, man. Yeah, honestly, dude. for I would I would incentivize investments. There's so much I would do. Honestly, I I I would make financial education a require. I would treat honestly because. In a way, running the country is a, it's a business. I, I think running it like a business, but you gotta be fair to people too. So mm-hmm. there's a bit of, there's, there's some social issues we gotta fix and some financial ones. But I would, like, at, at the core, it's, it's gotta make sense financially. And, and we, we got, we gotta make sure that everything's run efficiently. Yeah. That's what I really believe. You gotta be fair to people too. Yeah. So. This is great, man. You're just like a president. You're so presidential. I think it'd be fun. 
It'll be fun, man. The run for president. I'm kind of hyped up on this now. <laughs> Grant's not going to be able to sleep tonight. He's going to be so giddy over I'm running for president. Serious. I mean, do it, dude. Let me just, be in your cabinet. Can you just straight up run? Can, can I? Yeah, you I can. Think anyone you can, can do. I think you can at least run. So, I mean, I, I got another probably like eight years to go. So I can do, uh, what would that be? So we got, you know, 2020, 2024, 2028 yeah. would be the year where I can. You're going to be up against like Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch it be. Yeah. Just watch it be. I'm up against Elon Musk. Kanye. Like at that point, I'll give it to Kanye. Dude, like, you'd at least like, get like I know like my competition. Five million votes. Because, I mean, think about your YouTube channel. Yeah. What, 10 years in the future? You'll probably have 10, 5 million subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, gosh. Graham for I just don't know what it would be like. Like, that's the thing. Like, YouTube, well, YouTube is, is one of those things where I felt like I, you could just try it out a little bit. You like it, you keep going. Being president is something you can't really just try it out for a week or so and be like, all right, guys, I don't like it. Like, I want to make sure I enjoy it. Would you and still like, make YouTube videos if you were president? I'd be so much fun. Dude, you could have crazy content. Like you could, you could. <laughs> I'd have the best so, office in the yeah, world. Like you could release like the laws on your YouTube channel before you sign <laughs> off on the papers. <laughs> it's like breaking five, news. Five stocks and buying November Kevin and, Kevin 2028. And Andre, like, oh my god, we can't keep up with this. <laughs> Think of the thumbnails I would put on the on the banners. Dude, and stuff you could like have that. crazy thumbnails. Oh man. Yeah, that's be what interesting. A yeah, yeah, do it, man. Let me be your vice president. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch. <laughs> I, how funny would it be? If, if, if someone looks back 20 years ago, they find the podcast, they're like, it, it started here. Like, this started yeah. here. They're joking about it. Yeah. You know, they're going to take everything out of context, of course. They're twist it and they're going to villainize it. But mm-hmm. you'd get recognized all the time if you were president, which would be tough. That's, we, that's we what got I recognized, missed, yeah. or you did, got recognized today. Yeah. That would happen all the time. Eh. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't yeah. mind. It's it's interesting. It's food for thought, guys. Food, yeah. if, if you would vote for me, let us know. Uh, hit the like button, mm-hmm. and every like button equals one vote. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh the thing too. Gosh. Like I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. Like I I don't believe in in either side. Yeah. It too. Like I really don't take sides. I'm just like, what makes sense for each situation? Exactly, dude. If this makes sense over here, let's do that. That's that what makes we sense need. over there. Let's do that. You Once know? you subscribe to a side. Then you have to, you feel like you have to uphold that side's agenda, whatever it is. When you should be thinking independently and for yourself and assessing each like situation as an individual case, you know, you don't like take some presupposed like agenda. No, that's what I, yeah, I just everything, take everything at at, at its face value. This is the situation. How do we best navigate that with the resources we have available? The resources that we have available. <laughs> you already have the hand yeah, motions yeah. down. So with that said, you guys, yeah, I would end, I would ever, ever see you that. Oh, <laughs> thank yeah, you so much fun. for watching. I really appreciate it as always. Make sure to vote. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's classic. Make sure to do, do kind stuff. Treat everyone with respect. You cancel Starbucks. No more Starbucks. <laughs> I do. Such shut a heavy, it down. such a heavy tax. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart, dude. Oh man. All right. Yeah, that's fun. We'll see. What big expenses are on your five star horizon? I don't know what that means. And how do you how do you plan to save for them? It's this five year horizon. What did I say? Five star horizon. <laughs> it's like I don't know what that means. <laughs> five year horizon. Big expenses, five year horizon. Well the big the big expense would be if I end up getting an office space. So to bring everyone up to speed, I've I've had this idea in my mind about getting a house and then renovating the whole house to be my office 
So I was kind of thinking like a cool like warehousey vibe with like garage doors on the side and basically what I had in my garage. But I want like a larger space like that. I think it would be really cool. So that would be one. Of, that's really the only big expense. Mm-hmm. Everything else is vol. Oh, the aquarium. Would you save for either of them, or would you just be like, "Ah, oh, it's time"? And take it's out. time. The aquarium is something. Uh, I told myself August first, I'm going to make that decision. Wow. So yeah. So the aquarium is really the only big thing. Um, maybe an office. Everything else is voluntary. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? Big expenses on the horizon. I'm looking maybe getting an acoustic guitar. Okay. Cool. That's it. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I love this question. Okay. What do you currently own that you would not pay market value for? A lot of this furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because did you get good deals on it? No. Uh, wait, what do I currently own that I would not pay market value for? I think a more interesting question yeah. is what did you pay market value for? Furniture. And now you would not. Why? Furniture. Uh, I love this furniture in here, but I I overpaid on the furniture. A lot of it's like was custom done, uh-huh. and it's really like it's nice, like, dude. Really it's, it's high so quality nice, stuff. Yeah. But just guess how much the table was. This thing right here. Yeah. You'll understand when I tell you how much the table. More. Two thousand. More. This is it's real wood. This is real wood, and, and it's, it's so hand, smooth, and it's and it's hand it's done. Smooth. This is handmade. Okay. This is not okay, some okay. sort of like factory. It's handmade table, real wood, and it and it's to match this too. Twenty five hundred more. You're saying it with such conviction. Mm-hmm. Thirty five. Oh, <laughs> this table? Yeah, this table. That's Six thousand. What? Six thousand? Less than that. It was about fifty five hundred dollars. For, the, for a dining table. Now, my mentality of it was that this is like the best quality wood that's handmade, and this is something that will last decades. Like, this is not meant to be a table you buy, like, you know, you get, and then you, you toss it out after a while. Like, you keep this table for a very long time. This is, like, multi-decades. I figured, like, you get fr- nice furniture once, and then you never need to replace the furniture ever again. But it's the same table. Honestly, wow. like at its core, it's no, like I would be just fine with it. I'm not kidding. I, I never said anything, but I the first time I saw and yeah. touched this table, very nice. Like, it's oh yeah, a, I could tell it was a nice table, but I didn't know it was real and like, oh, yeah. everything real and hand done. It, this whole, I mean, it looks beautiful. Yeah, and now maybe you could even use it as a write off. Yeah, I mean, this is something where someone actually came in to take measurements and then measured it wow. precisely to the and space they, they they made down it themselves down to the inch, handmade. Um, this was all hand done. This is like a really good fabric that's, that's meant to withstand like, like, uh, stains and everything like that. Wow. So it's all, it's really nice, but it's not something where I would, uh, I personally would feel better having spent like $1,500 for like a nice table and get 90% the same thing than spend so much more for that extra 10%. Yeah. This is a 10 out of 10 table though. Yeah. It's a beautiful table. Yeah. Thanks. I personally, I don't think I have anything, really. Like, a lot of my clothes, I guess it would be clothes because I have clothes that are of decent quality. But honestly, a lot of it was just hand-me-downs because I have an older brother and, like, older family friends, and they would just give it to my brother and then to me growing up. So it's, like, decent. It's, like, $20 shirts. Right. But if I were buying my own clothing, I would buy, like, $3 shirts. I would go to thrift stores and H&M. Makes sense. I just don't really care enough. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you think you're going to stick with your current habits for the rest of your life? Probably. Really? Yeah. You don't think that there's ever going to be a time, realistically, that you're going to start splurging a little bit? No. 
this age. I mean, I've, I've gone my entire life without doing that. So even if you started making $10 million a year, you wouldn't really be spending much more. Within reason. When, yeah. when do you enjoy your money though? All the time. Going out last night. Yeah. Yeah. I treat, I treated Jack and uh, Macy for dinner. It was really good. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Grant. You're welcome. We got ramen. You're welcome. We got ramen. Yeah. We got ramen and good sushi. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Stuff like that. You know, that's fine. That's, that's, that, that's me enjoying my money. Me too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You're enjoying my money too. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a comment on one of your videos that mm-hmm. said, that asked what your opinions on a prenup were. Mm-hmm. And I assumed what they were, but I want to hear what, what they are from yeah. you. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I think you're, you're basically in, in a marriage bringing a a business contract into it and you wouldn't start a business without having a contract first especially with the, with with two people uh who are, who are involved emotionally and i think combining business with emotion is not generally a good idea and it's like having insurance is the way i kind of think about it you you have car insurance never expecting to be in an accident but if something happens you have insurance and i think a prenuptial agreement well, at the very least, set the expectations when things are good, that if something is to happen, and nobody wants anything to happen, but if something does, what are the expectations going forward from that? And I think it just protects everybody, and it just clears up any any confusion. Because otherwise, what happens is you leave it up to the state to decide. I, I think it's a lot more powerful to leave that decision to two people to come together and have an agreement than it is to leave it to chance and leave it to the state. I think you can never be too careful. Right. So I think it's always smart to err on the side of caution. And uh, I totally, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think it should be, I mean, I personally am going to do it. And I think that it's a wise decision for everyone to make is to, to, right. to get a prenup. Yeah, I think so too. And and again, you never go in and some people are saying, well, you go in with the expectation, you know, you just you yeah. don't even want to But it's like you, you never go into the expectation ever. I'm sure most people that get married never go in with the expectation that like something could happen you never want that to happen and i'm certainly one of those people like like you know whenever i get married i want that to be forever i right. mean i really don't i would i would hate to have to go through something like that so it's just as a precaution but you never intend to use it mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of a lot of analogies you could use like that but it's I just agree yeah. with you. i think that you know when you mix something that's like business which is a very rational thing it's mm-hmm. very like it's a one total like way of thinking, right? Like logical and rational. And you make something that's that's like relationship, which is purely emotional and technically mm-hmm. em- emotional is the exact opposite of rational. Yeah. You know, so uh, mixing those two can be a very dangerous yeah. situation. So yeah. it's important I just, to distinguish them. I really don't see any downside. We'll put it that way. I don't, I don't think there's any negative to that's doing a good that. Way to put it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we could. I mean, if we, I have two Gmail questions, we can go over. Go it. for it. Yeah. Okay. Hey Graham, it's Noah Moxon again. I know you own several rental properties and I'm pretty sure they're all in California. Would you ever consider any uh, rental properties out of state? And if so, what are some that you're looking at? Yeah, I definitely would. I just don't know the properties as well out of state. The only the only area I was looking in was Phoenix. It just it seems like a really good area. I like Arizona in general. It's kind of close to California. Good property values, good rental values. It seems like a good mix of everything. So I would consider it at the right time. Maybe not right now. Maybe right now. But Phoenix, uh, Nashville also looks pretty cool. But uh, I've never been to Nashville. It's just from what I've seen online. Mm-hmm. Hey Graham and Jack, my name's Oliver from Toronto. I was wondering what you think the future of college education will be like. 
A lot of universities have moved online and I've been seeing a lot of people asking for tuition cuts or deciding that if classes aren't in person, they won't bother going. Let me know your thoughts. I think it's this is a good catalyst for people not to go to college. First of all, two things. One, for, for the cost of college to go down. If they could teach a class online, why don't they just have a pre-recorded class that anyone can take at any time? Someone yeah. could log in at any age and basically be like, okay, at 12 p.m., I'm going to watch this lecture that was given last year. And, and people do the same thing as Ty Lopez was doing a few years ago. Just record something once, give it to a whole bunch of people who need it, charge a flat fee, and then give a quiz at the very end that, like, there's an actual person going and grading it. Uh, then, uh, have that person available maybe for discussion over Zoom or something like that. And then have that person available for, like, email or chat exchanges or whatever. I don't know if it's going to be the same. It's, it's not going to be the same experience, I think, as, as going in person. I think there's something to be said about meeting in person that mm-hmm. cannot be replaced at all with Zoom calls. I think it would be a really smart thing to have it online because then everybody would be able to go there on pace. And I feel like it's, it's very similar to the whole analogy of, like, the, the sleigh is only going to go as fast as the slowest husky or whatever, yeah. dragging the sleigh. It's because if you're in class... The speed of the class is going to go at the speed of the slowest person. You know right. what I mean? Like the people that are learning this stuff extremely quickly, they're, they're going to be slowed down by the people around right. them. So if you could go your own speed and everything can be online, that'd be great. But I've been noticing on the, the UCSB or the My College's Reddit page, I, I noticed that a lot of people are saying like they're considering dropping out of school because yeah. of the whole kind. Uh, I get it. Illness. Yeah. It, it, you think about dropping out of school? No, no, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just saying right. a lot of people are saying right. that. I know. On the here's, here's where it gets interesting. Let's say the Ivy league schools like Harvard and Yale start having, posting their classes up online like that. Who's to say that someone else can't just go and take their classes online. Let's say they're pre-recorded, you know, to reach a hundred people, they could easily reach a hundred thousand people, like 50,000 people. Then we're Lower like tuition, right? But but then where would the benefit be? Who's to say? Let's say I have a course, and I say only people who pass a test can take my course. Who's to say who could take a course and who can't? Colleges you know? don't want you to think like this. It's so the colleges stupid. didn't want yeah. you to know about this. Yeah, it's really it's so stupid. Um, I think I think people are finally catching on to colleges. I think a waste of time. It's overpriced. So one, I think this is going to help bring the cost of college down. Colleges don't need it's these. the same cost. They don't. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's online, my fall quarter is the exact same price as it the previous be. quarters I've done, and I'm still paying fees for stuff like recreational fees for like a rec center that's not even open. Yeah, I mean, I would say the only benefit to college is to meet like-minded people. Who, by the way, you might not meet. Like-minded people might be just going and partying at some some frat house. I mean, it might be that. Uh, but I think the only benefit is those social experiments. Uh, social social experiments. I watch so <laughs> many YouTube videos. Social experiments. That social experience, uh-huh. I think, is the only benefit to going to college, and it's a, it, and it can be a good segue in between living with your parents and trying to be an adult. I mean, that, that's the only benefit, but you're paying an extraordinary amount of money for that experience that you could get on your, like, imagine paying $40,000 a year for a school or 30000 For that, you could have your own little apartment with two or three people and just be an adult and make money. Be an adult. Just be an adult. Just grow up. <laughs> just drop out and just be just an adult. Don't act stupid. Yeah. Don't act stupid. Be an adult. Grow up. Get a job. 
You're done. Be a real person. Seriously, just be an actual living person. <laughs> be a human being. Like, yeah, come on. don't go to school. Stop acting stupid. Yeah, guys. Duh. Be smart and don't go to college. Yeah. Be smart and drop it's out. It's just, it's ridiculous. I, I, I think the cost of college will need to go down. If they offer it online, then there goes their whole business model. Mm-hmm. Their business model was not adapted to go online where anybody could log in at any time and take a class. I don't know if colleges are going to change, but I think people are realizing how ridiculous it is, at least in this time right now. Because oh, yeah. all the courses being online, pre-recorded lectures, you know, people are realizing it's essentially the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. And it's costing the same amount as in-class, and we can do it at home and yeah. remotely and our own speed. Yeah. I've said it before. I took a while ago that Ty Lopez uh, online thing, and I went through it, and I really believe that, like, that was better information than most people would learn in school. Mm. And I think it was, I forget how much it was. I think it was like a monthly thing or something like that. But it was, it was, it was good for, for the cost. A lot of people give them crap for that. But, uh, I, I honestly think for the cost, if someone's going to spend $500, they're going to get a better education from that than college. Mm. All things considered. I don't, honestly, I don't necessarily disagree with that. So mm. no one does. All right. Harvard does. All right. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Rode, for this awesome equipment. Thanks, Rode. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Graham? Uh, yeah. Make sure to get your two free stocks down below in the description. Weeble is going to be giving you two free stocks when you deposit $100. With one of the stocks valued all the way up to $1,400. So if you want your two free stocks, use that link down below. Uh, the mentorship group is also down below. Like I said, $30 off for the first 10 people. So I'll, I'll put that link down below in the description. Uh, what else is there? Hit the smash like, button, the like button. button. Smash it. Destroy it. Uh, smash the subscribe bell, button. Like button. Vote for Graham. We're done. Cool. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, until next Til week. Until next time. See ya. <laughs> nice. Good there we go. go. I'll put this here. And uh, cool. Ha. Voila. <laughs>